Welcome into another Red Out Podcast. My name is Devin. Uh, we're going to be coming at you tonight with some Western news. Sorry we missed you last week, uh, but we will be talking Western news, Western football, Western basketball, and all that good stuff. So, hope you enjoy. Hey, how about, how about them tops, son? All day. SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. Welcome back, guys. Sorry we missed you last week. Jared and I were just really, really depressed after the news we we got that Western will not be joining the MAC. Um, after all the hubbub and everything going on, you know, it really wasn't a big surprise, but it's just one of those annoying things. Let's see if I can get Jared in the studio here. Can you hear me? Yes, there you are. Yeah, it was sad, freaking middle, I swear. Yeah, and... So for those of you who do not know, um, we're hearing that Middle was the cause because they didn't want to pay the exit fee. Well, they wanted everyone else's exit fees, too, because all the money would be going to the schools that are left. Yeah, so they yeah they wanted their cake and wanted to eat it, too, essentially. Yeah, their poverty school. Yes. Apparently. It's so annoying. It really is. Reading all of the articles, especially like the interviews with Todd Stewart since, are just so depressing because, I mean, I hope he learned his lesson to never tie ourselves to MTSU with anything ever again. Oh, completely agree. And two, I mean, it's, it's just so sad seeing how close we were to actually moving. Like, all we had to do was just have middle go with us. And they're just like, actually, uh, <laughs> no. And that's my thing, too, is, is I, I mean, I've been preaching it the entire time. We should not tie our, tie our horse to middle, you know, tie our cart to middle because you can't trust them. And, it, I mean, they did not have the same ideals that we did. So you waste, you're wasting your time. I mean, yeah, I just, it's very frustrating. It's an understatement. Yeah, it's... And now uh, we're stuck, stuck in Conference USA with Jacksonville State and Ray Harper with basketball, Sam Houston State, um, New Mexico State. So even further than El Paso now, we're going all the way to New Mexico and Liberty. Yes. Yes, it's... <sighs> I, you know, it, it's frustrating, but at the same point, you know, it's one of those things that it's like, I, I, and I said it on the in our in our group chat, and I'm going to say it again. I wish we played middle last week because mm-hmm. if I'm tied, I'm going to walk over to Helton and go. If you don't throw up about 80 points on these dudes, we're going to have problems. <laughs> yeah, make them regret ever being born. Yes, <laughs> every year we play them, you'd be like, you better throw up 80 points. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, yeah, I don't care if it's one minute to go in the fourth and we're up 75 to nothing. You better be throwing for the end zone. Is all I'm saying. Oh yeah, tops by ninety, literally. Exactly, because it, it's it's just bull. I mean, it's so frustrating. It, you know, to to go that far and essentially, for those of you who don't realize why we're so frustrated, is the word was that 
the Mac wanted two. They wanted mm-hmm. two teams Which to come makes in. Because yeah. it is kind of awkward when you only have like one new team. Exactly. And but at the same point it's like, okay, you know, they want two teams. And so Western's like, all right, let's do this. And then middle's like, eh, eh. and you're just, it's pretty annoying, but yeah, they're like, but, but, but think of all the money we'll get for free. If we just stay put, we would be spending money if we leave. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. We ain't getting that much to leave. Or for I mean, the thing is, it's really sad is that what little fan base they have left is probably going to stop supporting them to the level that they did after the decision like that. I mean, my thing is, is they're going to get money. They're going to get more money in the long run, though, right? I mean, from all the other teams leaving Conference USA, yes. But at the same time, I know all the fans that do care were wanting them to move on with us. But now uh, they're just like, well, I see how it is. You don't want to invest into the future. So I hope they actually do something because if they just stay poverty level, then, yeah, it's not going to be good. And I Yeah. So in my book, loser definitely MTSU this week, and, and for us because time. we associated them, <laughs> associated yeah, with them. yeah, and those are, and those of the uh, the WKU administration who had faith in MTSU to stay with it, yeah. Good God. Um, so I have a very funny slash uplifting story here. Okay, so in Brazil. There was a 700-pound cow that got somehow wandered into a swimming pool area. Mm-hmm. He got into like he somehow he got on this water slide. I don't know how it happened, but there are pictures out there, and there's a video on YouTube you can watch. The cow got somehow got on the water slide and ended up going down into the pool and everything. And you know, they finally got people in there to get them out of the pool and. It was a really funny story because the cow was set to be slaughtered. He was going to the slaughterhouse. And it turns out that uh, the the town and everybody around that saw the video thought it was so funny and everything. They all fell in love with the cow, so now the cow's safe. Nice. He is not going to the slaughterhouse now. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, I needed that story after last week because depression. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> and daylight savings time slipped in. So. Oh God, it's six o'clock and it's totally dark outside. I hate this. I know, right? It's so. I shared a little meme on my Facebook, um, where like the first like three days, people act like they haven't been through daylight savings time. But it's <laughs> so true because even my wife and I were sitting there and we're like, like you know, like just right now or even six o'clock. It's like for us, we're on Eastern time here. It's mm-hmm. like, um, it's dark outside. It's like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Yeah, the worst is like the midday shifts that I have that are like 9 to 5 or 10 to 6 or something <laughs> like that. I get there in the morning and I'll leave at night. I absolutely hate that. Oh yeah, I could see that, dude. Because then you're, you know, where you were used to coming out and it would, you know, you'd at least have an hour or two left of sunlight. Not anymore. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> exhausting right it is exhausting i mean it's six o'clock and i'm already yawning that's not a good sign yep and you make coffee for a living i know (laughs) caffeine addiction is real folks don't let anyone tell you anything otherwise that's right hey it is it's real 
Uh, so let's see if we got some other. Do you have any losers, winners or losers? I guess. Uh, so uh, unfortunately, Mike White is a loser because now Joe <laughs> Flacco is going to be starting against the Dolphins. But ultimately, I think that's a good thing because I would hate for the Dolphins to make my Mike look even worse than he did against the Bills, <laughs> throwing four interceptions. I mean, at least the Dolphins' defense is good. The offense, uh, they're working on it. They did beat the Ravens, and that was absolutely beautiful to watch. I actually got to see them play, and it made me so happy. got to see them get the upset over the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, like absolutely spanked them for like 90% of the game. (laughs) So maybe things are trending in the right direction now. I mean, I know how the season goes. As soon as I think that the Dolphins will get on track, they'll get absolutely tossed by the Jets on Sunday. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, ultimately I know it doesn't matter, but – yeah, I mean, I do feel bad for Mike. I hope that he gets another opportunity and can do it. Do, at least try a little harder and do a little better. But I mean, going against the Bills is hard, anyways. I mean, they're the best, one of the best teams in the AFC for a reason. So, I mean, I didn't oh, expect yeah. him to do that well. I mean, I think Mike has Mike White has a lot of potential um, in the pros. I mean, he's actually showed us some of his, you know, obviously some of his talent there. Um, but he may be a couple years away, and that's okay, you know. Um, you know, he may be a couple years away from actually having a breakout, you know, oh, my gosh, season. But mm-hmm. I, I, I think there's another opportunity, that. yeah. There's – there's. <laughs> it's kind of like a – I have a kind of a phrase is – is my phrase is that you you can only do so much with the, the material you're given. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Mike White, I mean, there's a lot of good material there. Yeah. So, you know, there, he he has a lot of potential. Um, previous quarterbacks that Westerns had, eh, maybe not. Not any, and I'm not talking to anybody in the past, you know, few years, whatever. But you know, mm-hmm. there's some there that you go, eh. You know, he didn't have a lot of chance to go pro, and that's okay. You know, yeah, regardless, they knew that. Regardless, I mean, he did set NFL history, and he was like the meme of the NFL. For hey. like a solid week to two weeks, uh, everyone was saying he's the next Tom Brady. He's already the greatest quarterback of all time. His jersey and game <laughs> ball was in the Hall of Fame after he broke the record for like most yardage and your first career start. So at least he did do that. I mean, he will have a place in history, albeit it might be small. I don't care. He still is the first WKU quarterback to ever play a regular season game. And he was able to look really good in that one game that he did play in. So I'll, I'll always remember that. Hey, and I, and that, I mean, I, I love it. I think it's great. I always, I thought Mike White was a really talented player. Still do. I mean, um, so. I'm, He's just I'm paving really the way for Bailey Zappi. Get ready. <laughs> I, yes. Um, speaking of previous quarterbacks, what happened to Ty Story? Did um, he go pro or no? I don't think so. I've never seen anything on that. I haven't either, and I haven't. I mean, usually you hear about a draft stock or something like that, but I have heard nothing. Let's see. Yeah, I don't think he's playing anymore. And that's fine. I mean, some people don't, you know, don't have that, um, don't have that desire to go pro. And, and that's, that's the whole like motto of the NCAA, anyways, is that most of your student athletes will go pro in something other than sports. So yeah, and that's hey, 
Not a big deal. If you ever um, get a chance to go to the NCA headquarters in Indianapolis, you need to do it. Like they have like the Hall of Champions thing. Really, really that, cool experience. If you're a college sports fan, you have to go there at least once. Just because that, that is that will have to. I, when I was in Indy, I should have went. Yeah, I, I'm not real not thinking about it at the time. And of course, the weather really didn't help me to, the day I was there because I don't know what it is with me in Indianapolis, but apparently it just wants to snow every time I go. Go in July, problem solved. It snows again, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm pro- probably your luck, it would be. With no, my like, luck, yeah. And it's like dirt cheap to go. Like there was one time we went in and it was so slow, they just let us come in for free. So, <laughs> Dang, that's nice. Yeah, it was really nice. I mean, they pro- did, and they do have some Western stuff. Like they had a little mascot thing where you could like adjust like the head and the body and the legs or whatever and make cool. your own mascot and Big Red was on that. Um, there were a couple other things I remember WKU being on. Yep. She's having fun downstairs. Um, yeah, that, I think that'd be really cool. Of course. Yeah. It'd be my luck. They'd be like, um, be like, Hey, you know, I heard you let one of my buddies in for free. Can I kind of slip in and be like, no, he just, he protests here all the time. So we just let him in. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) It's just an annual thing at this point where we're trying to get the NCAA to clear one of Western's basketball players. So, (laughs) That's right. Um, so I, I, I kind of put on our docket tonight to talk about other news, but that's basically it with the Mac. That's that's the big news. That's why that's what Jared and I will say is the reason we missed last week. Um, other sports. Let's talk. Let's talk a little basketball real quick. Um, how did you feel the other night after? Excuse me. I got, I'm fighting a cold right now, so um, I'm trying not to be sniffly on the Drink on some the hot air. tea. I'm going to drink some hot whiskey. Um, <laughs> I mean, why not both? <laughs> Add a little bit in there. That's that's right. I'll just make it like an Irish tea. Um, so what were your thoughts after the, uh, the Minnesota game? I don't know if you watched it or not, and the South Carolina game. Here's something that's almost as depressing – as me saying, like, the whole thing about the Mac. I haven't even seen us play basketball yet this season because, for some reason, WKU has to play on a day that I work. But I don't know what's up with that. Um, I mean, I've got to see the stats and stuff, and it just does not look good at all. Uh, I mean, the Minnesota game was close. And, I mean, I guess the South Carolina game, too, was still, like, decently close through most of it. But, God, I mean, this team just does not look inspired at all. Like, you can tell there's, like, nine new players, and a lot of them aren't really sure how to fit in. And, of course, you know how Stansbury is anyways as far as, like, actual in-game coaching. I mean, he can recruit yeah. all these players here, and then they get here and, like, never play. Like, he still only goes, like, two into his bench for some reason. And, of course, like, the big news was Cam Justice is back. And he was able to get a medical redshirt uh, to come and play basketball again, even though he wasn't on the team last year. Which I think is crazy that he technically like graduated and <laughs> didn't play. He wasn't on the team last year in any capacity, and he was a manager now. And they were able to actually get him cleared so he can play now. Which is bad as Frampton is shooting right now. I'll take it, but of yeah. course, like Frampton absolutely bodied somebody at the rim, just dunking on them. 
Like uh, <laughs> Josh Anderson was number one on Sports Center against I think it was Alabama State dunking on somebody. <laughs> like of course that's going to happen first game of the season. But then Frampton dunking on somebody like that really shook me. And not just that, but a Power Five team. I'm just like dag gum. Yeah, that's but that's pretty wild. But he needs to work on his shooting. I mean, he hasn't shot very well from deep at all. If he's just going to be jacking up threes and not making any of them, that's when you give some of his minutes to Cam Justice because I feel like Justice is – he might be a little rusty because he hasn't played in a while, but I feel like once he gets in the rhythm, he's going to be a little more consistent than he is, at least at the rate that they're both going. But, I mean, it's just frustrating. I mean, we need Keith Williams on this team. He needs to be cleared as soon as possible. The Cincinnati transfer, grad transfer senior. I mean, that guy's the real deal. He's like pro potential. And if he can't get cleared in a long time, it's going to be rough. And, of course, Zion Harmon. Uh, I still have absolutely no idea what's wrong with him. I mean, it's still listed as personal issues. He's been dressed for games. He just hasn't played for some inexplicable reason that no one wants to talk about. So, who knows? So, I don't know if we've actually talked about this on the podcast or just between us. Is it just a stance thing just to have constant issues with players? I mean, if you look at his track record, it has to be at this point. Because, I mean, just look at all of the players he was able to recruit that never even ended up playing. Like, the one for the Pacers, like Chris Durate. I mean, he was committed to come to Western. And something happened, and he wasn't able to play. And then he got, went to some junior college, and then he went to Oregon. And then he absolutely balled out at Oregon and got drafted by the Pacers in the first round. And now he's leading, one of the leading rookie scorers in the NBA. So that's another player that Western missed out on that was could have been a pro player. Of course, the whole Mitchell Robinson saga, all of that. I mean, uh, I think it was Jordan Brangers. He was another one. I mean, there, you, there's a whole list of players you can name that would have been amazing had they actually played at Western but didn't even make it. And then you have others that make it and they just never end up playing because of uh, transfer issues or eligibility issues or just personal reasons, whatever Harmon is going through. I mean, it's just one thing after another, and it's just been consistent with Stansberry since he's been here. And if he can't win with this team at all, I mean, his seat is already a little warm to begin with just for the fact that he can't get us a NCAA tournament. But if this season is like 500 or less – there's going to be a lot of angry people. <laughs> well, in my mind, as nicely as I can put this, it feels like to me that Stans is like a Tubby Smith-esque. Yeah, kind of. And the reason I say that is, is because like Tubby was, was like mediocre, but he never really, I mean, he went one year to the, to the finals and won the finals, but his first year, but people can argue that that was Rick's team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's kind of the same situation with stands. Like we go to the, to the conference USA finals, which apparently after this year, it's not really going to matter. And we lose or something else happens, or we don't even get to the finals. We go to the NIA or, you know, yada, yada, yada. And the thing is, another. We Go have ahead. to win with a sense of urgency, too. If we want to win the Conference USA Championship, it needs to be this season or the next. Because once New Mexico State and Liberty are in the same conference as us, it, that's going to make it tough. I mean, Liberty has one of the best winning percentages like the last four seasons of any mid-major team besides, like, Gonzaga. Like, they've been wow. consistently super-duper good and have won their – they've been in the NCAA tournament twice in the last four seasons. 
So they're a very wow. legit team. And if they come, if they still keep that momentum moving into Conference USA, then you better watch out, stands. And that's 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 that is good news for that part of those uh, those teams joining Conference USA. Football side, I don't. I just. I mean, Liberty football is good, but we'll see how long that that lasts because yeah. Luke Willis, this is his last season. Yeah. So, looking back at the Minnesota game, it looks like Minnesota just dominated us. Mm-hmm. They just they just played ball. Um, trying to look and see the biggest gap here: uh, Minnesota fifty nine, WKU forty three. Uh, it's the biggest gap I see. But anyway, uh, field goal percentage, Western was leading 42-40. to 40. Uh, Three-point percentage, Minnesota just blanketed us 38-26. to 26. Uh, They did have more turnovers than us, but they did have more rebounds than us. So that made up for that there. Um, yeah, I, just, it's, I am not as upset with a loss at this point in the season as I am for a loss later on in the season. If that makes sense, yeah. Like these yeah. are good prep games for us. Um, I mean, against South Carolina, there were points where we were right there with them. You know, in the second second half, we were tied thirty five. You know, for at least a good thirty seconds or twenty seconds, like actual probably like time thirty seconds. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, but South Carolina just outshot us. Uh, they shot forty five percent from the field, where we shot thirty eight. They shot 33 from three, and they had more turnovers than us, but they had 46 rebounds, and we only had 28. That is wild. That they, they had almost 20 more rebounds than we did. That's wild. Um, in the first game, McKnight was the big point scorer. He got 34 points against Minnesota. Um, in this game, Anderson got 16. Um, and, you mean – like you said earlier, you, it looks like there's a bunch of new guys, nine new people playing, and that's basically what it is because Stans doesn't let anybody else on the court. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, the big test is going to be uh, on Friday. Sorry, I had to look to see what day it was. <laughs> Although the big test will be on Friday against Memphis. Going to play number 11 Memphis at 8 o'clock. And I would just like to remind everyone that basically the number one overall projected pick in the NBA plays for Memphis, Imani Bates. He was wow. originally committed to play for Michigan State, but he's like number one overall recruit, number one projected draft pick. Like this kid is basically like the, Bre- the LeBron of college basketball this season, at least as far as where he was projected to be. I mean, I haven't really seen much from Memphis yet, but obviously they're still winning because they're almost top 10 right now. As much as I would love to see us get a crazy upset, I haven't seen enough from this team to believe that that could happen. I feel like we'll get tossed. That would be amazing, though. They would have to do a movie about that if we had the upset. Just saying. Well, yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, it's just a regular season game. I still think they need to make a movie about Butler, though. They're playing Michigan State and Hinkle right now. At least I'll actually get to see them play, but, man, I'm still mad that shot from Hayward never went in in the yeah. championship game. That would have been the most storybook, like, Disney movie-esque moment to ever happen in real life if, <laughs> if that shot went in and they beat Duke for a national championship. Yeah, I concur. That would be – that would have been <laughs> – that would have been wild, and I would have loved that. But for some reason, 
the basketball gods love Duke. And I'm guessing it's because Coach K sacrifices a virgin every year. I don't know. Probably. It's whatever. Um, the funny thing to me is looking at ESPN, besides the 81% chance that, you know, M- Memphis is going to beat us, our season leader in points, rebounds, and assists is the same person. McKnight? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that could either be funny or it can be sad. Um, I'll choose to laugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Western there, Avenue. There is Go a ahead. bright side, Devin. At least we will have the most home games in school history by having 19 this year because they just added some D3 school that I never heard of that's in the same conference as Center College. So, that's something to look forward to if you're a Hilltopper fan, apparently. Who are they? Who is this? Is that the AAMU? I don't even remember what they're called. Yeah, they had the talks. It was kind of cute. It's like their logo or whatever. Well, we are playing. We are playing Center College. Yeah, we're playing Center, and we're also playing another team in their conference now as a regular season game because <laughs> apparently we aren't good enough to beat Power Five schools this year. So they're just trying to schedule as many D three schools as possible. That way, we actually look good. So Western's percentage of beating Center College is ninety nine point three. Honestly, that's a little generous. If I'm Center College, I'm going, you're telling me there's a chance. Basically. <laughs> we might as well play South Warren or Bowling Green High at this point. I mean, it would be cheaper. Yeah. Let's see. I got Center. I got uh, Rhode Island. I mean, they literally just added. The Rhodes College Lynx. Yeah, that's it. The Rhodes College. Yeah. I thought you said it was a fox. You know, a lynx is like a cat. Well, it looks like a fox, red or something. I, <laughs> I mean, a lynx and a fox are very similar if you see them from like a hundred yard distance. Yeah, and you're partially blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, it's whatever. I don't care. Uh, so, uh, like I said, Western's uh, Western averages about seventy points. Points against seventy four. Memphis is averaging about eighty nine points. 63 against. Uh, they're shooting about 54%. We're shooting 41. So this is not looking good. Yeah. <sighs> if you believe in miracles, don't come to that game. Yeah, basically. I hate to be that way, but because I always want to be rah, 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 but. Eh. Is it bad that a part of me hopes we just kind of tank this season just so we get a new coach? <laughs> That's a, That probably won't happen. If if we lost like a if we lost the majority of games except for the gimmies, you think Stans would be gone? Um. Well, if Todd Stewart has so many people in his office or going after him, like support wise, that are like, I'm blah blah blah, you better get rid of him, or I'm holding out my money, blah blah blah. Then I mean, maybe. But <laughs> I mean, blah blah just, blah. Yeah, I mean, just looking at this season, though, I am very concerned. Just for the fact that, I mean, we only have one win, and that was against Alabama State, and we only beat them by five points. I don't think yeah. that's good at all. No, that's that's honestly that's a moral victory for Alabama State, in my opinion. Yeah, because I mean, they had chances to win that game, and if imagine if we would have lost that game and we're zero and three right now, that would be a ch- that would be a change of talk. Really, we would be talking about this in a totally different light. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that's how far off we are. I mean, we're not that far off of 
having some serious conversations and be like, is this what we want to be as our program right now? Yeah. I I concur. Um so so what games do you want to see us win, obviously besides the gimmies, that change your opinion on this game on this team? Um, I mean, obviously I don't think meeting Memphis is doable. I think that I mean probably beating Louisville is not doable, even if it's at home, I think that's still gonna be tough. Um, I mean, as long as we beat Eastern, if we lose to Eastern, then obviously, especially your older alumni are going to be really mad because it's always bad. I think um, by the time we go into conference, let me see here. Um, one, two, three, four. What about Buffalo? What do you think? Uh, Ooh, I mean, yeah, we should beat Buffalo according to the numbers. We'll see. I mean, I was hoping that would be a future conference game, but I guess it's not. But at least we are friends with the Buffalo blog now, so we'll have someone to talk to before the game. But, yeah, it's sad. So we should actually be, like, what, 8 and 5, hopefully, by the time we get to conference play? Uh, that would be so nice. I'm saying. So I'm saying, just going down the schedule, probably lose to Memphis – Probably big, probably. Um, we beat AAMU. We beat UTM. We beat Rhodes, EKU, Buffalo. Um, lose to Miss, which that's that may be a win there too, because that's pretty close. Um, we beat Center. Lose to Louisville. Beat App State. So that's that would make us about eight and two. So that's I mean that's that's a possibility for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly, I would be okay with that record that, uh, thus far. I would be too. Um, well, that would be, well, that'd be what? Eight and eight and four ish. Yeah. I think I can't count. Four, so I don't, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's, uh, that's pretty good. The only thing I'm really dreading as far as conference play is Marshall at the end of the year twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I hated that last year. That was so awful. Playing a team back to back like that. Yeah, it's not because exactly we always right, split. We, we always split. Well, the majority of games we split, and it was like really. Um, so you really couldn't see, you know, as far as like we had some teams that we actually beat and beat outright, and that's fine. But you know, there were other teams where we would just split, and it was like, okay, how are we going to figure out who's going to be? in the top of the conference if we keep splitting with everybody, dang it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so what are your thoughts on conference play? Uh, I think UAB is the big favorite right now still as far as Conference USA goes. Obviously, they're always a big threat to us. Of course, Marshall. I mean, you can't really downplay them that much. Um, let's see. Looking at everyone else, though, I mean, Charlotte is 2-0. MTSU is 3-0. But, I mean, it's not like they've really played anyone. Um, of course, FAU, FIU, both of those are like high school gyms. They're never bad. I mean, ODU is two and one. Uh, once again, haven't really played anybody. They lost to James Madison, and they beat Manhattan and Virginia Wesleyan University. Huh. So, I mean, does they can every miss. does every state have a Wesleyan University? And, yeah. I was going to say, I knew of Indiana and I knew Kentucky, but when you said what, Virginia, I was like, really? There's a Virginia? There's um, everywhere, Devin. <laughs> evidently. 
I didn't realize that. I thought they were just confined to our state no. in Indiana. Um, so it's funny that you say UAB. Um, I don't know which intern filled out this for Western's BPI, but Western is favored 57 to 42 percentage on ESPN's BPI against UAB. Mm, that's against against middle, we're 83 to middle 16 percentage. I hope we destroy them by 60. I hope we destroy their bus. I'm sorry. Um, and then let's see. You said Marshall. Uh, Marshall is actually has a higher BPI than we do. They're at 57%. We're at 42% as of today, which is funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, like Marshall hasn't played anybody. I mean, they threw up 90. Still- they threw up 96 against Wright State. D'Antoni is still my favorite coach in Conference USA, if I'm being honest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah, I, we'll just have to see how the guys do. They're doing they're doing pretty good. Um, I mean, they like you said, they should have had some wins, you know, back and forth, but Um, so I want to touch base on the girls real quick. Uh, the girls have had a rough couple games. They played Purdue first. We talked about, I think Matt talked about it. Uh, lost 79, 69. They beat North Carolina, A and T Aggies. Uh, they beat them 86, 76 lost to Kansas state, which a little understandable. And then they lost to UT Martin. 63 to 47. Wow. How in the world does that happen? That's pretty bad. At one point, UT Martin was beating Western 46 to 22. That, I mean, that's, that's rough. Um, UT Martin shot 40% from the field. Western shot 27%. Three point land, UT Martin 29, that's 20. Western had 20 turnovers, and Western had 44 rebounds. Um, but evidently, like, we just couldn't hit a couldn't hit water if we fell out of a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, come on, ladies. You can do this. Uh, the, they play the Kentucky State Thoroughbreds on the 21st. So, that would be in four days, which would be Sunday. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so for those of you who are in the area that and that is at EA Diddle, you know, take your little girls, let them go watch some basketball, support the tops, uh, and then on the twenty fourth they're going to play Indiana State Sycamores, the home of Larry Bird. Take mm-hmm. uh, French Lick. Yep, sure, I'll agree with that. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I no do basketball know basketball history, Devin. I don't know where he's from. I knew he went to Indiana State, which was one of my favorite trivia points there for a long time. Because, like, when we played Indiana State, I had, like, when we played them at football, you know, it was just like, really? Like, okay. But, like, like I, and I kid you not, we used to have little kids that would come up to the bus and want autographs from our from Western's players. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, and it, uh, actually a kid got my autograph, so. Hey, just, there you go. Um, yeah, no, right. Um, do, 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 do. In the women's side of Conference USA East, middle is at 3-0, Florida Atlantic's 2, 
two and zero. Marshall's two and zero. Old Dominion's two and zero. International's two and two. Charlotte is one and one. Obviously, this is not conference play, but just overall. And then Western is sitting at one and three. I don't know how Charlotte's got one and one, unless they had a game cancel or something. Potentially. They played the Richmond Spiders. Yeah, they're really good. Ugh, I got chills. I don't like spiders. I'm not as scared of spiders, per se. I don't like big spiders, like tarantulas and stuff. Nope, 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 nope. Like, I can see them at a pet store and I'm fine, but, like, if somebody's like, hey, hold it, I'm going to be like, you want, you want that thing to die? I will stomp <laughs> the dog out of that thing. Don't even think I won't. Um... But yeah, uh, Lady Tops are coming along okay. I think they should have they should have beat UT Martin. I mean, evidently UT Martin's doing some really good things, or something was missing. I mean, we'll definitely have to like, get. Go ahead. Like the Lady Tops just shot horrible. Like they couldn't hit the side of a barn. Okay, so the young lady that was stuck in Egypt. What was her name? Uh, El uh, Jadawe. Well, El Jadawe. Uh, led Western with 12 points and she was 4 of 10 from the field. Mm. So that that just kind of shows you where we all went as far as shooting goes. Which is not, I mean, obviously not a good sign. Um, yeah. But w- w- next time we get Matt on the podcast, I will have to ask him about that UT Martin game and see what he thinks happened there. Um, yeah. So, let's talk about the oblong ball. The egg ball. Yeah, the egg ball. The uh, the smooshed basketball. The um, so, uh, two weeks ago, Western played middle. Um, we didn't get a chance to recap that game, but we'll do it real quick here. Western just dominated. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the big talk, and the funny thing for me is watching the game um, – the announcers were talking up how Western's offense is doing so great and middle's defense is matching them. Like this is pregame stuff. And I thought, okay, we'll see how this goes. Well, then middle goes down the field and scores, which I mean, is basically like the first, first draft for them. Mm -hmm. And then Western scores and then Western scores and then Western scores. And it's like, okay, I guess their defense isn't so great after all. Um, Zap through t- for 281 yards, which is kind of a bad day for him, honestly. Yeah, that was the least amount of yards he's had all season. Uh, he was 29 for 50. So he had 50 passing attempts, and he only hit about 29, almost 30. So he's about, he was throwing about 60% there, about. Um, Whittingham looked really good. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy watching him run the ball. He... He is a very powerful running back, and I like watching him. Ugh. And Stearns, like Stearns and Zap, are, I mean, if they didn't play, like, Little League football together, it would have surprised me. Yeah. Like, the way they work well together, they just, I I think, I think, like, I think Stearns, like, gets these, like, you know, psychological, psychotic, not psychotic, but psychic messages from Zap, you know to go pick up a pizza or something, you know, like that's how their relationship is. It's just almost supernatural. Um, Western had 352 total yards. Uh, This is what killed MTSU and I loved it. And it made me so happy. 
MTSU had seven turnovers. Yeah, they actually had, had six interceptions. Yeah, that was that was so much fun for me. It's just watching the game, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, got that one. Oh, got another one. Uh, in 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 middle's defense, though, is in that kid a freshman quarterback? Yeah, I think so. Vadiato, Vadiato. I don't know what it's. I don't care. Nick, we'll call him Nick. Yeah, Nick. Uh, Nick's a freshman, uh, and, and for a freshman coming into that game, he played really well. Um, and, and so I, I can't knock him. Uh, I can knock their school because their school sucks, but yes. that's another matter. Um, but I mean, Western's defense came to play. Um, their DBs. I mean. This is one of those games that you just wish that we could have had this all year. Yeah. Um, but eh, it happens. Uh, so Western is going to be playing FAU this week. We've got them on Saturday at noon. I think it's 11 a.m. E- uh, Central. Yeah, 12 noon Eastern time. Um, Western's got a good shot this week. Yeah. Uh, the spread puts Western at 10. And the money line's at 400, so if y'all are betting, definitely take that. If always Western doesn't throw up, go ahead. Always take the over. <laughs> if Western doesn't throw up 45 points, yeah, take the over unless you're me. I know how that goes. Like, I, I would put the over, and they would be like, <laughs> they would get freaking FAU. It would be like 42-45 or something. That'd be my luck. They're just like um, 7-6. to six. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, but definitely, like, as far as uh, Western's concerned, like, Every week, I noticed, I don't know if y'all are noticing, but my predictions, I'm just saying 45 points for Western because that seems like the point where Zap and Helton or Kitley or whoever's like, eh, let's let's put the second string in. You know, just let's slow down a little bit. At least that's my thoughts. I don't know. Um, but uh, they're giving Western 10. We are at home. It's senior, senior night, I'm assuming, because I think we're in West Virginia next week. Um, yeah, yeah. And old Taggart's coming back. All we have to do is win out, and we're in the conference title game against UTSA. <laughs> Again, I think we had to have a better shot this time. I, I do too, actually. Um, I I kind of scoffed about that, but I think this. I think if if this team had played UTSA earlier in the season, we'd have won that game. Yeah, um, this team's finally getting better too. Definitely. Um, okay, so I thought Marshall and Atlantic were a lot closer, but they've fallen off in the past couple weeks. Yeah, I think both of them lost the past weekend, which has put Western in sole possession to the first place right now. Yes, we. yeah. Marshall lost to UAB last week, and FAU lost to Marshall two weeks ago, 28-13, and they lost to ODU 30-16. to How do you lose to ODU? That's my question. I... Well, that's the same question I have to Marshall. How do they lose to MTSU? Yeah. Because they lost to MTSU 34-28. to I mean, that's not even – like, if it was 34-31 and Marshall had the ball going into the last couple minutes, I'd be like, okay, that's that's understandable. But no, that's <laughs> – that's, Honestly, that might be what gets us in the conference title game is them dropping that game. I think that is one of the best things that could have happened. But obviously, I'd still like to beat them. Oh, I want to beat them. I mean that would that's just that's just the cake topper for me is y'all leaving the conference and we're gonna beat you. Yep. Yep. We get the last word in before y'all gone. 
See ya. That's fine. <laughs> you gonna go? That's fine. You going? I'm good. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think Wester definitely has a a good chance to win out here. Um, I, I can see I can definitely see that against uh, Atlantic and Marshall. But those games are these are games that you do not do not underestimate. You cannot underestimate these teams. Um, you know, Taggart is going to get these guys pumped and ready to play, and you know they're going to be ready to come at us. Uh, Ed Marshall, I don't know who their coach is. Whoever's at the Dairy Queen, I guess, um, will definitely get them pumped and ready to play. I did not realize their stadium was thirty eight thousand for Marshall. Yeah, it's big. Really See, I've never been there, so. Yeah. But that's that's a big old stadium for for Conference USA. Yeah, I mean that's like what five times bigger than Diddle. You mean the Houch? Yes, that's what I meant. No, I said Diddle. I said Diddle on purpose because uh, Matt always talks about how Diddle's always packed instead of the Houch. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm giving Matt a hard time. Uh, so, Jared, what do you think about these last two games? I think that both of them are definitely must wins. Like, especially this Saturday, we have to win this game if we want to get in the conference title. Because that would basically knock FAU out. And if for some reason, if Marshall's able to lose, like the whoever they're playing against this weekend, and then if we were to beat them, then we're for sure in. If, but I mean, all we have to do is win out. It's that simple. The ball is in their court or field per se, I guess you could say. It's all up to them. All they have to do is just play better 60 minutes than the other team. Just get the win. You'll be at home for senior night. Really looking forward to that. It'll be at 11 o'clock kickoff, which I can actually see a little bit of it, which is good. But I, I still think that, yeah, you have to win both of these games. They'd be 8-4 and four regular season, be in the Conference USA title game against probably an undefeated UTSA team. That if they were to win that game, that would be the biggest win that we've ever had since we've been FBS. So that's very big, very big opportunities ahead of for us. Yes, um, UTSA are they still undefeated? Yeah, they're yeah they're six and zero right now. Okay, yeah they're yeah um, yeah they've got UAB next. Which please UAB, if you beat them, that would be so great. And well, no, uh, I want them to be undefeated by the time we get there. <laughs> I think Western has a has a has a very good shot to beat them again. You know, I know we didn't beat them earlier in the year, but I think we have a chance. Yeah, I think there's definitely a chance there because the offense is clicking, the defense is doing very well. Um, there are still critics out there, but there's always critics. The only thing that would make it hard is that we would be playing in San Antonio instead of uh, Bowling Green. Yeah, but. That that could actually be an advantage too because you got Bailey Zapp, who's basically a hometown boy there. I mean, it's Texas, yes, and I know San Antonio's not that close to Houston, but it's a lot closer to Bowling than Bowling Green is. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you could still have, you know, at least a decent Western crowd there supporting yeah. him. I, I'll go for that. I, I mean, I definitely could see UAB going what ten and zero. Easily or twelve and zero. I mean, maybe. Yeah, they're they're ten and zero right now, and they're number twenty two in the nation. Yeah. So. Please, as in the words of Ricky Bobby, please, baby Jesus, 
let us beat UTSA when we play them. That would be that's going to be like one of the bigger ups. That that would I would say is almost bigger than Western beating Marshall back in the be, day. It would be bigger than beating Marshall because uh, they're going to probably going to be ranked higher by the time that we would be playing them. So yeah, which be a big deal. Which I hate to do a tangent here, but I think it is the biggest load of bull that mid-majors do not get any respect even though they can go undefeated and like there is no respect they're 10 and 0 right now and god knows how many teams are above UTSA obviously 21 other teams but i'm saying other teams that are undefeated right now you can't tell me there's 21 undefeated teams above UTSA no the other week the other week when we looked BYU was above them yeah that's sad bunch of mormons gosh there's Mormons on the committee, I'm telling you. It's bull. Anyway. So gave our little predictions here as far as Western goes. I think I think there's a definite possibility Western beating FAU, and I will be tickled pink if we do. Um and Marshall too. I think we both can finish out strong and be headed to San Antonio. Hopefully, as everything as long as everything works out. Yeah, I mean, we'll be going to San Antonio regardless of whether UTSA loses or not anyways, just because they have a better overall record than anyone else in the conference. Even if they lose the next two games, they would still be going, essentially. Yeah. Um, so, finally tonight, I don't know, Jared, how you feel about this, but I am kind of annoyed. And I don't want to be a Grinch, but I feel like I'm turning into a Grinch. I feel that. <laughs> I believe we're talking. Okay, so I don't. I can't speak for all the rest of our listeners, but personally, if it is not the day after Thanksgiving, I do not think you should put up Christmas lights, Christmas tree, etc. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't think we should have Christmas stuff in stores before Thanksgiving. Literally, at my work, we had our holiday launch November fourth. So we have like the stockings, the Christmas tree, everything's red, all Christmas, everything. I did notice today when I took uh, Abby to Target that there was a big Starbucks drink sign or whatever. I didn't really pay attention to it, but I did notice it. And I was like, ah, so that's probably what Jared was talking about when he's talking about his holiday whatever stuff. Devin, do you know what hurt my brain a lot this year? What's that? I was on vacation in Florida about a month ago. It was like second week of October go into the Dollar General Market they have in Port St. Joe, and they had their freaking Christmas stuff out. I was basically at the beach in Florida in October, and they had their Christmas stuff out, and it was probably the most intense cognitive dissonance I've ever felt in my entire life. <laughs> that I will say, every time we went in December, when we would go to Miami to play FIU, somehow we always ended up doing this at the end of the year. It was the weirdest thing to me, to go down there and see lights on palm trees. Yeah, I went there in, uh, with Matt. That's when we went, was in December to the bowl game when we played uh, South Florida. And, and that was yeah. hurting my brain a lot. But honestly, I was enjoying the weather. I didn't care about the Christmas stuff. I was like, it's 75 degrees and sunny the in like week before Christmas. I'm not complaining about any of this. Oh, yeah, me either. I, I'm, I wasn't complaining because it was actually December. But it is weird like, hearing Christmas music on the radio when you're driving by the beach. That, for sure, is weird. It's very weird. It was very weird to me to be in 80-degree weather and hearing Christmas music. 
Yeah. And then you then when you get home, it makes it worse. Yeah, because it's like ten degrees. <laughs> yeah, it was. I I remember one year, got on the plane. It's like eighty degrees. I'm in like a t-shirt and shorts, not even thinking about it. Get home. Of course, this was before I had like an iPhone. You know, back in the day. And get back home, and it's like thirty degrees. Getting off the plane, and it's like, oh crap! You know, it's like didn't think about that, did we, Dev? But, mm-hmm. but yes, my point is, and I don't know about Jared, but decorate your stuff after Thanksgiving. We still have a holiday, and I honestly think a lot of this is because people missed Christmas and Thanksgiving last year, so they're just getting ready for the holiday this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, Jared, do you agree or disagree? I agree. Usually we always get our stuff. Uh, I think it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. That Saturday or Sunday. We're usually watching all of the big rivalry games in college football and kind of decorating the Christmas tree. That's basically been a tradition in my family forever. So that's usually how we do it. Um, I mean, we do have one of our little Christmas trees out already just because it's not it's like a little clay christmas tree it's old it's probably at least 50 years old it has like the little tiny lights in it it's made out of clay it looks really cool it's like an antique uh it lights up and everything i mean we just put it where it's going to be for the year we're not doing our very big christmas tree like we used to anymore just because uh we used to put it in our living room and all of us use our den more than our living room yeah, there, there's no space to put it in the den, so we're just like, why don't we put this in an empty room that we don't even use anymore? And I'm just like, valid point. <laughs> Let's just not do it. I mean, we used to go all out. We used to put like Christmas lights on the house. We used to oh my have gosh, a lot more yes. decorations, but I mean, we've been scaling back more and more each year. My favorite decoration. I've probably said it on here a million times, and I don't care. Um, my favorite decoration is when someone has the cutout of the Grinch and one strand of lights halfway on the house. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. All-time favorite because it is the easiest thing to do. Done. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, check out the Western game. Guys are playing FAU at 11 a.m. Central time, 12 noon Eastern time. And then uh, basketball. Gosh, I'm going to have to pull that one back up. I shouldn't have closed out of it. Basketball, we play Memphis Friday at 7 o'clock Central. Yes. Yes. Plus. Yes, ESPN Plus, and I think the FAU game may be on ESPN Plus. I will watch us play Memphis, not because no. I think we will win, but just to see what Imani Bates looks like. Western is not on ESPN Plus. Let's see. For what? For football. Yeah. Hmm. It might be Stadium or something. Yeah, it's not on ESPN, so uh, if those of you who know, reach out, because I don't, I don't have a clue. Um, or... You Probably can be like National a, Geographic, knowing Conference USA TV. Is. <laughs> That's right. It's probably like TLC. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but definitely check it out. Uh, follow the Tower Rack. Um, for those of you who aren't going to be able to see the game or be able to go, you can always watch it the next day on the Hilltopper Vault. Um, and check the Tower Rack. We do have a vault of old games you can watch. Uh, some of you who want to relive your glory days, go ahead and watch some of those. I'm sure there's a lot of good ones on there. I rewatched the WKU Marshall game from 2014 every now and then. I'll never forget watching that, not in person, but live, like on TV. Like that was after Thanksgiving, watching that with my dad. I was literally freaking out when we made that two point conversion. That was one of my favorite moments of all time. That's, that's, that's a wild one right there. That just, 
Like, I get chills watching that game. Cause... And, then Brad, and then Dowdy doing the throat slash. Yeah. <laughs> and, the re- and they've been triggered ever since. Yes. Those poor Marshall fans. Gosh, you know, just feel for them. Not. Um, but anyway, follow the Tower Rack. Uh, they put out articles, and we're going to be doing a lot of good stuff. So definitely follow them. And uh, as always, guys, go Tops. Go Tops.